Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome to another episode of Mental Theater. We have a full house of Avengers. What up, Avengers? What's going on? Hey. A lot going on in the cinematic universe. But first, I guess we should talk about what's happening in China, specifically with Tenet. And for that, here's a special message from probably the best director on the planet right now. Hello, audiences in China. My name is Christopher Nolan. I'm the director of Tenet, uh, which is a film we've made very much for the big screen. Uh, as a huge fan of cinema and epic event cinema my whole life, uh, I like nothing more than uh, escaping to another world through the power of movies. And Tenet is our attempt to make as big a film as possible with as immersive action as possible for the big screen. And we are extremely excited about showing it to Chinese audiences. Thank you very much. So Mr. Nolan sticking to his gun. So when you hear something like that, Miguel, how, what do you think as a professional moviegoer? Um, I mean, it sounds like that he knows that it should be, you know, to take it in, should be seen on a big screen, kind of like Inception. A little bit and um and that he's you know got to stick to it because he feels like if we put it on the um like vod only we won't get the full grasp of what his movie is you know that's what it sounds like to me absolutely what about yourself tony stark jr uh i agree i think the most important thing mike said is uh people won't get the full grasp and actually kind of ties into what chloe said a while ago she said listen some movies i'm not going to the movies you know um, and I think that's the tie in both of them. It's like perfectly said, like when you think of Inception and you think of, you know, any of the blockbuster movies, um, that type of movie you want to see in the big screen. Yeah. Definitely. What about you, Claude Diz? Are you excited to see Tenet? Because I know I'm definitely going to see it in theaters. Um, yeah. Well, hopefully it gives me some more background on Inception. Y'all know how I feel about Inception. So... <laughs> I'm just hoping that there's no, you know, snow scenes and that <laughs> and that it ties into my theory about if he was dreaming or not. Is but we, we don't know if it really is part of Inception, right? That's still, that's just a rumor right now, right? Yeah, for, yeah, for the most part, we don't know. Yeah, that's in the uh, Inception verse. So I guess we'll see when the uh, yeah. movie comes out. Yeah, you know the, the reception's going out, coming out for five dollars next week, and then and, and Rigor or on the twenty first, you can watch it. So, yeah, I might go see that again. Yeah, me too. Actually, yeah. I like Conception, the theater, you know, and that's a movie yeah. that's that's a theater movie. So I, I would see that again in the theater. So if yeah. it's open, if it's open, come on up, Tony Stark. We'll, we'll, we'll go check it out. So. Right, listen, if it's in the movies and your theater's open, I'm I'm right there with you. Hopefully, right. drive in so we can go to the drive in. Well, the one in yeah. NYC you were talking about, that, that, that does look dope. I was yeah, if the That's drivers high. are still open, if the drivers are still open, because I didn't check to see if uh, Delcia Drive is open, but if it is, I'm sure they probably will happen. Absolutely. and But also, hold on, Josh. Also, Nolan does have the deal of 20% of the theater gross, too. So let's not forget, he's looking out for his pocket as well, So which is an unheard of deal amongst directors in, in Hollywood. So. No surprise there with the, being the best director on the planet. So, I mean, he does have Warners over a barrel, but Warners want to be in the business of Christopher Nolan and rightfully so. And the reason why I thought this topic was very interesting considering what's happening in China 
because Mulan is has moved to VOD and they just released that they will be having a $30 price tag on the film, which I thought would be very interesting. Um, a lot to say about this, but um, uh, well, this is the yeah. platform for it, Miguel. Get into it. Yeah, I know. So, so it's so. Let me just be clear. It's 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 coming to Disney Plus on um, September fourth, and it's thirty dollars. Now, I did find out for the thirty dollars that you do get to keep the movie, but it's Disney Plus. So, if you don't have Disney Plus, you're paying for the subscription and then an additional thirty dollars. So, I think that's just a lot of money, you know, for one movie. Now. It's coming to the movies and VOD, not just VOD. So you will have the opportunity if you can go to the movies. However, I just feel like that um, it'll be on Disney Plus by itself for three in three months. So I'm not paying thirty bucks now on top of my subscription for Disney Plus, but I can get it for free on Disney Plus in in, in three months. And um, I just feel like that's that's a that's a high you know price tag. And, and if you don't have a subscription, you're almost I'm almost paying you to then pay you again to watch a movie. I just think that's a lot. And in that movie in particular, maybe if it was like Black Widow or something like that, but I, I just couldn't do it for Mulan. My thoughts. I think it's a cheap price. Is it $30? Cheap? Like, think about it. Yeah, it's cheap. That's very cheap. And you get to keep it? If you First have all, really- three or four kids, listen, if you have three or four kids and you're taking them to the theater one time, you don't have the movie subscription package like you have Big Mike, Ball and Mike over there. You're gonna pay like hundred dollars for one movie trip and you don't get to keep the movie. It's a bargain uh, for me. If I had four kids, if I had two kids, because you got two kids plus two friends, plus the popcorn, plus the adult tickets, that's that's easily gonna run you $150 for one movie. And this is Mulan, and you get to keep it. And parents probably already have Disney Plus anyway. And Disney's smart because I don't know if you're going to have to keep the subscription, but, like, why wouldn't you have Disney Plus subscription if you have kids? It's like not having Cartoon Network. Quite Tony. I have rebuttal on So I think she is onto something only because if you bought a movie today that just came out in uh, on DVD or Blu-ray or digital, right? That's gonna be close to thirty dollars, right? Usually you get like a, the digital copy, the four K Blu-ray copy, the Blu-ray copy, right? And and usually that's about thirty dollars, right? We all agree in agreement. Well, you notice what I said when that movie comes out, because that movie already been in the movies probably six months ago. So this is unheard of that you're gonna be able to buy a movie day one to own and keep, right? That's in the movies. Like that's never that's that's not a thing. So thirty dollars is a pretty good price tag to own a movie on day one that people are going to movies to see. So you skip that six month wait for it to come to DVD and digital and all that. That alone, I mean, you got to think of it that way. I get what you're saying. Thirty dollars seems hefty, but there, Chloe's what she's saying is you're buying that movie. You're not renting it, right? Like you're just renting it. You're buying. That's your movie now. Then you go buy a movie now, you got to wait six months for it to be released or three months or whatever. So you're skipping the line. I think it's I think it's value there. And her point with the whole kids thing. I know, you know, taking kids to I think at one point we had six kids. Right. My four and Sandy's two going to the movies. Like so if you could have just bought a movie for 30 bucks again, 
I think the important part is getting it day one, right? Maybe I get in your head, you're like, oh, it's kind of expensive. Maybe, right? But it's day one. That That's important to me. It's day one. You, you're owning this movie day one. Like, that doesn't happen unless you pirate the movie. You got they gotta take that in consideration because that is that's special. Yeah. All right, I'll come back. Wait, one more point. To be fair, they could have just said no, you don't get to keep it, and we're gonna you could pay thirty dollars to stream it from your home. I would pay the thirty dollars to see Mulan one time. I'm not gonna not be the thirty dollars. And guess what? Okay. It's Mulan. We grew up on Mulan. Like, who's not gonna go to Mulan? I'm not going to see it. But, <laughs> but, but I, but I didn't grow up. I didn't grow up on it. But we're also so in a quarantine. You're, and kids, kids are driving their parents crazy. You don't think that the kids, the parents are like, oh, I could just pay this thirty dollars and keep my kids entertained all day long? Yeah, you're one hundred percent correct. I mean, the value is you just bought. Mulan day one for thirty dollars. You know, other people are going to the movies to to watch it, and that's it. And you just bought it for thirty dollars. Yeah, that's value. Go ahead, Miguel. All right, so <laughs> lots to unpack there. So number one, you get to, you only get to keep it if you keep your Disney Plus subscription. It's a, it's a part of Disney Plus, which means essentially you're paying more than thirty dollars because you're paying seven dollars every month for Disney Plus. No, don't look at it like that. So that's not fair. You already had Disney. Plus I did. Anyway, right? No, no, listen, listen, listen. What I'm saying is if you already had Disney Plus, so you're saying what your point is. So you got to specify it. What you're trying to say is if you did not have Disney Plus, then to you, it's not a good value. Right. That's what you're saying. Well, they're literally saying we're putting this out here to see if we can get more subscribers. So they're putting it out to get new people to sign up for it and whatnot. Right. And that's fine. Yeah. It's business. That's fine. I mean, the value, right. it, listen, here is two things, right? If you see value in Disney Plus and if you see value in that movie, then I don't see a problem, right? It's not like they're suckering you, right? Um, you know, at the end of the day, Disney, you guys all have it. Disney Plus has a ton of value. So $7 a month and you get this movie, that's a huge value. Like, I don't see the great at all, you know? Also, let's be real. It's Disney. So it's probably going to be you get to buy Mulan and you get three months free of Disney Plus. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I, don't then know. What, right? I, won't, I won't throw that in there because that's not stated. But either way, what's on the table is a huge value. But but what's and, let me hear what you got to say. Maybe. All right. Sorry. Secondly, I want to say that when people are saying like, well, if I take my kids, first of all, that only works if you take m multiple people. If you're like, you know, going by yourself, it's a horrible deal for you at that point, even even more so. But when people do say if I take my kids to the movies, I would have spent more money on the ticket and popcorn and yada, yada, yada. I think everybody's forgetting the one thing. It's the movie going experience. We never paid for the actual movie. We paid for the movie going experience to be in a theater, to have the movie theater popcorn, to enjoy the IMAX screen and stuff like that. You can't compare, yeah, same price I would have paid, but you're not getting that experience at all. You're just in your house, in your pajamas. So I think it's like it's it's not just the same. And what let me and let me ask you a question. What holds more value? That you got to see it one time, an amazing experience, or you got to own it? It depends. Look, look, somebody like you who don't watch movies over and over, what holds more value? Yeah, probably going to the movies. 
<laughs> That's what I'm saying. So it depends on, on, on who you are, I guess, right. at that point. But I think um, a movie like Mulan, let's be clear, like, again, I'm not going to see it. But again, I didn't. it wasn't my generation. But like a movie like Mulan, I feel like the bigger value for me probably would be buying it versus I'm not going to be like, oh, man, I seen it in the movies. But like, hey, Anthony, you could buy it and own it day one or you could go see it in the movies. Like, I, you know, that movie you might want to buy and own. I um, almost think. Um, go ahead, Chloe. You about to say something? Josh, what do you, Josh, what do you think? What are your thoughts? You've been, what, who do you agree with in the peanut gallery? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the way I see it, and everyone's making an amazing point here. So I, I agree with everyone, right? But at the same time, I'm looking at it demographically. So one of my main points is what Chloe said and alluded to is the whole kids aspect. In addition to Tony's point, so the fact that you also get to own it as well. So imagine, because again, it's coming out, as Miguel said, September 4th, around that time. So regardless of what actually happens, school's slate at the start. And we at, and as we know, as kids growing up, we want to be on top of everything new that's going on there. So we're part of the conversations. I feel like that's where the whole aspect of spoiler, uh, I guess, fo you know, fear of spoilers comes from is being a part of those discussions at school with your friends and not being able to participate. So and as we know, parents will literally sell their kidneys just to appease their kids for 30 minutes. So they get to watch the movie and see it instantly when it comes out, when it has its most value. As we know, these, this content has its most value when it's new, It's the novelty about it. And I agree with the whole movie going experience as well. But this, the same aspect, how delivery and drive through is becoming more and more popular. People like being at home and the same thing with sports. Some people rather be on their couch and actually going to the actual game. That's to me. They're actually paying for that's the value for them, especially in our society now with the technology. And then I was also I was curious, you know, I was being me and I was actually looking at the uh, box office sales, like the amount of actual tangible tickets sold per film and looking at Disney's pricing strategy. So just for a uh, just to give a, some context, a movie like Endgame, which had about two hundred and fifty million tickets worldwide about 93 million uh, in the United States. So if you think about a movie like Mulan, obviously it's not going to sell, even if it, without the pandemic, it wasn't going to sell that much, but it could sell about, let's say maybe a hundred, hundred million tickets, 150 million tickets. So then I'm looking at, all right, Disney plus as well. Cause I agree with Chloe. You're either going to have a year long subscription, same way that they did for you, Miguel, as a Verizon customer, right? So $30, for a year long, so they can also add that to their total yeah. subscribers for their stockholders, as you know, Miguel, which is gonna help a lot. Even if it is three months, three months or a year, that's still gonna be immense value. So you might be able to get more subscribers that way. But imagine if you have, you're able to actually get it, you know, buy it and watch it without being a subscriber with that. So to me, that'll add that price and that value. So you can have potentially, if you have around 60 million people who have subscribers already. And if you get around, let's say 20 million people conservatively to buy to buy the and watch Mulan. So what's this, you know, quick math here. 20 million times 30. I mean, hey. Yeah. That's pretty that's, serious. That's that's some money. In addition to, like you said, Miguel, they're still gonna release it in the theater. 
So they're, they're getting money many different ways. So yeah. I think they're diversifying their uh, profits here. Yeah. And I do think it uh, it is going to be it is about demographics, because, again, the whole aspect of Disney Plus when it came out was the nostalgia to see all the old things that you haven't seen in a while. So, so you're going to have people in our demographic who want to go see Mulan, see if they do it justice. Right. And people don't have patience anymore. So they're not going to wait three months to get it, you know, get it for free. Yeah, those are all, all valid points. I, I think the biggest one is that the um, the uh, the change in society in the world is on top of the pandemic, where people are just you know like have to be at home now, stuff like that. And I think it's, I mean, uh, unfortunately, um, this might be the first steps of taking away the movie going experience. To be honest with you, you know, for people like myself, but I definitely can see you know that 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 point of it. Overall, because you know, Bill and Ted is doing the same thing coming out on VOD. Um, same day, I think, as Milan. Also, Antebellum is coming out on VOD. So, a lot of um, this is probably the biggest movie to come out on VOD, Milan, but it's a bunch of the other movies that are coming out on VOD as well. So, but I'm like Tony something. I know you didn't grow up with it, but you saw the trailer. You weren't you weren't interested in the trailer of the movie? No, okay, it's, it's yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch the anim the cartoon so. I'm weird. Like if, if if let's say a movie come out, a video game movie, right? And I'm a gamer. Right. If I didn't play the game, I'm typically I probably won't go see the movie. You know, I'm very it's very hard for me to see something that I feel like I wasn't a part of. Uh, I guess I got this like ownership issue, right? Like if I'm on board, I'm on board. If I'm not on board, I'm I'm not on board. So yeah, I didn't see Mulan. Yeah, I didn't see the cartoon. I didn't see it. And so the movie for me is just like eh. Like, um, cause I feel like I just didn't see where it came from, you know? Now, if I seen the cartoon, then I'd be like, oh, wow, now I want to see it. But I feel weird. It's like building blocks, right? It's like, I just skipped somewhere. So I had no interest at all. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be great. I'm sure the cartoon was great. I just, for whatever reason, I guess maybe my kids, were, whatever, maybe my kids seen it with their mom or maybe it was old. I don't know, but I just never seen it. And just, I actually never seen it either. I was too old to go see that by the time, but uh, right. it's like a dope movie to me. So that's what I want to see. I think like you would like tiger, it. Yeah. Like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon without the special effects? I guess uh, something like that. Is it on Disney now? It's on Disney Plus now, the first one? Yeah. Should the cartoon is there. Yeah, yeah. It's on there. Yeah, I mean, it's not really for me. So I, I'm not gonna see it, and it's not. It's not like I'm gonna rewatch the cartoon. I feel like I'm <laughs> forced to watch it anyway. So I was like, <laughs> that's not really on my. Let's say Disney cartoon all star list. That's it's not even in top ten. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm wondering because you know, Widow only comes out a couple months later in in November. I wonder would it keep the same model for Black Widow or would I try to come out in theaters only? So that's very interesting. Well, think about it this way: Mulan will be the perfect movie to test the waters. Like, uh, like Josh said, it is a big movie, but it isn't like an end game, right? Right. So this is a perfect way to test test the waters like let's see how much we could do like Mulan is kind of perfect you know so many kids are going to want to see it so many parents are going to want to see it because it's like classic so it's, part, it's like okay let's take a movie that theoretically will make a lot of money in the movies but also resale down the road a lot of people will buy it on dvd blu-ray digital whatever so let's do this thing where we put it out in the movies and on um to purchase at the same time and let's see what happens and this is the perfect movie, I think, to get that um to uh to do to get the data on, you know, and then see what happens. There we go. What are our thoughts? Absolutely. 
in addition to what's going on on Disney Plus, apparently Marvel's in talks with, well, you know, kind of talks with the creator to have an animated X-Men series and relaunching that. And did yeah. anyone uh, a fan of that when that came out? Yeah, but it all depends on which one you're talking about. Remember, they kept re they kept doing the X-Men cartoon a couple of different times. But I was a fan of obviously the original that was mm-hmm. probably in the, in the 80s. So oh, yeah. um, but I was also a fan of the newer ones. But the original one was more my thing. But I, again, like we all talked about, we all know for whatever reason, X-Men was way more popular than um X-Men was way more popular than like the regular Marvel heroes. So there's that has nostalgia and it had so many iterations of the cartoon. So everybody kind of grew up with the X-Men cartoon being popular. So I will I would be interested in it. Um that one that Josh is showing right there. I think that was early, early 90s, like 92 or start or something like that. I was super into that show. And um it, it's, it's it the writers were amazing, you know, especially if you go back and watch it. The storylines were continuous, which I thought was dope for a cartoon. Um, they had like shows where it'd be like a three part uh uh episode arc, and that was every every Saturday, which you rarely see on cartoons as well. Um, and the X-Men, as like Tony was saying, they, they were more popular, but as well, it's so many mutants. Like you got characters for, for, for years with the mutants. Right. Um that you can keep going and keep going and keep going. There's like, look, look at the new mutants. They're part of the comics too. We never, people don't even know about them. Like, there's so many mutants. It's just a lot. And um, I feel like it'll be dope and, and let kids really, because it's almost like opposite now. I feel like the kids are less interested in the X Men and more into Avengers. Right. And like you said before, it was the other way around. So to kind of reintroduce the X Men before you right. make an X Men movie, I think it'll be a great idea. To be honest with you. I agree. When when you think of uh, heroes and you think of you think of uh, comic books and you think of powers, I don't think there's any more diverse comic books with powers than the X Men. First of all, they're mutants, right? So the 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 powers that be behind uh, comic books figure we're just gonna come up with so many different powers, right? So you got something by that could fly like a Superman or whatever, but the X Men realm is just so many different diverse powers people walking through walls people teleporting people turning to steel like no other comic books is that diverse when it comes to power so if you could pull this off in a new cartoon for the kids like mike said and then rebrand it as a uh, man that that's whoo that's serious yeah what do you think this so if i remember correctly i used to watch X-Men after I got home from school in addition to like the Animaniacs and the Gargoyles and the WB shows with the frogs. Um, (laughs) I wasn't huge into X-Men cartoons, but I did love X-Men movies. So like I wasn't the type of kid to watch the X-Men cartoon. It would just be on the TV in the background while I was like playing with Barbies or something. So like, I don't know, it's, I love the X-Men though. The movies caught my attention. Like I had to go see every movie. So I'm excited. I mean, I think the kids will like it cause we liked it, but I didn't really even know who the Avengers were really until I got older the movie came out. So like as a person, and I used to read comic books but the comic books I read was like Spider-Man and Batman. So like, it'll be interesting. I think that they're, like them having a cartoon will have um, an impact on different audiences like me because I don't really like 
depending on the animation, I won't watch the cartoon. So, so I like, love I'm that you said that. I love that you say that because I was waiting to say, well, wait a minute, because it all depends. Like, I'm a big Transformers fan, but when they remade the Transformers and it was that, it was really childish. It was that funny looking, like, like matter of fact, the Star Trek cartoon, the animation style that they show for that, I'm not watching. It. Like, you just lost me. You lost me. So for me, I need that serious looking like this. I need the graphics to be like, it's more serious. If I got like the characters with the big eyes and... Uh, the real big head, then I'm um, then, then for me, I'm uh, you lost me. Yeah, yeah it's I'm funny because like, anime, I don't like watching anime, I like watching like the cute, like Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends or like Powerpuff Girls. That's the closest to anime I'm getting. Gotcha. Um, first of all, I do want to say, uh, Chloe Gargoyles was an underrated cartoon, that was actually really good too, as well. Um, I want to say. And yeah, even this anime, not anime, this uh, animation style is from the early 90s, but it still holds up. I was watching Disney Plus, you know, like when, like last month or whatever, and it, and it still, but they can, they can do better, I'm sure. Um, and with the uh, the X-Men, um, well, first of all, shout out to New Rockstars, who's doing a rewatch um, uh, series right now for the original X-Men movies, and he's going through frame by frame, giving you all the Easter eggs you didn't know about, and I've been watching that. It's on there right now. But, um, yeah, I think uh, that that'd be the way to go. And I want to ask Tony: had it, Do they have any good X Men games that you ever liked? Yeah, um, they had a game called X Men Evolution. It was a fighting game, and that was really cool. It was kind of groundbreaking at the time. Um, I believe it's called Evolution, and uh, and it was really cool. Uh, but it was a fighting game, so they was able to get away with it. Uh, back in the day on Nintendo, there was a really good X Men game uh, for Nintendo. Um, in fact, it was the first x-men game on nintendo and that was pretty cool and then probably one of my favorite arcade games to date is the x-men game because it was six players in the arcade oh yeah that was dope yeah i remember yeah so they had a couple of good x-men stuff but they never like nailed it they never had like like with the better graphics and better technology they never had a really good um x-men game so and a fighting game yeah. kind of doesn't count for me because it's just a fighting game. You can take any characters and make them fight against each other. But I'm talking about like a sandbox, walk around, um, you know, look like Grand Theft Auto, but you could walk around and have special powers. Yeah, they never made they never made a really good one. They, now they had a really good Wolverine game. Yeah, that yeah. Man, that was my game. That was my game. But yeah, the Wolverine game was really good. Like you could when he gets shot up, you actually see like holes in them, and then it, it comes back. The Wolverine game was pretty good. That was on like PlayStation three or two. So I was thinking that they could bring out a new cartoon or even maybe the movie. They 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 probably bring out a you know a new game like a you know like what you're talking about more like a role playing style. Or whatnot, yeah, maybe. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Josh is going to bring it up, but that Adventures game. Oh well, yeah, it's 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 on the agenda. We'll, we'll get there, Tony. Yeah, Stark. I, I, I seen it on the little pictures. So. <laughs> but uh, I'm actually curious because I know. You know, because it's under the Disney umbrella, and we'll get into Umbrella Academy in a little bit. <laughs> I think they might have more of a a Clone Wars type of animated style for this X Men cartoon mm-hmm. because I, I I just feel like the kids now are more used to those things. So even thing like Paw Patrol, all those cart you know all the cartoons now are more like animated in that in that manner. Right. So I don't think it'll be the 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 let's say the two-dimensional that we grew up on it, it'll probably be be more three-dimensional what you see from things like pixar things like yeah. that 
Yeah, I mean, it's just a long, it just depends the way they make it look. Now, let's say this. Are you guys paying attention? Now, Netflix, I give credit to. Netflix keep coming out with, like, um, the animated or CG stuff, and it looks good. Like, Netflix came re, came out with uh, Voltron. They came back out with uh, Castlevania. They just recently came out with a Transformers. You guys got to check that out. I didn't watch it yet myself, but I got to check it out. So they rebranded Transformers. They did um, Godzilla a three part uh like thing where it was like an hour and a half episode three episodes and that's the graphics I'm talking about the Netflix rebranded shows the graphics look really good and there you kind of sold me like I'm in you know by the way Netflix apparently added a new yeah, feature that had to do with... oh my bad big mike but had to do with uh you can adjust the replay Yeah, something like that, right? How do you adjust it? I forget. Because I know Chloe loves listening to things fast forward for me. is It's not really my thing, but I'm sure she would uh, enjoy that feature. Oh, Josh, say what you said again. They did what? I enjoyed my time. If a movie's 30 minutes and you fast forward it, you know, like a watch next scene. So they, they did what, Josh? They are uh, uh, similar to YouTube where you can adjust the playing speed. They did the same thing on Netflix. Huh. Were you about to say, Big Mike? I was about to say, I'm more about the, uh, I mean, I hope the graphics are decent enough, but I, I'm more about the, uh, the story. You know, hopefully they have, you know, good writers on the cartoon again. So we're like, it, the story is captivating, keeps me interested and stuff yeah. like that. So, well, here's what's hard, right? Is me, it's like meeting a woman, right? Visually, like you kind of got me, now I'm intrigued. So it's like the same thing with the cartoons. If you got the little kid with the big heads, like I don't, I'm not even gonna give it a time, but it could have right, been right. a amazing cartoon. So it's like, I feel like, man, that's hard because people are like, yo, you really should see that. And it's like, I mean, I guess like enter, not to be funny, but enter the Spider-Verse. I seen the little pig with the big head. I was like, nah, and never watched it until I started talking to you guys. Like I literally, and it was really good. But that, but for me, the art style is important. Like you, you, you know, because I grew up where the art style was like you had G.I. Joe, Transformers, um, He-Man, um, Thundercats, like all of that. The art style was good. Right. And then, you know, that for me, cartoons looked good. Like, wow, the drawing was good. And then as it got, you know, people figure, oh, kids want the little big heads, you know, and it's like, wow, I was a kid and my art style looked great. So for me. Uh, you know, I can't, I can't get into it. But if you people recommend it, it's like, listen, I know they look funny, but it was great. You know, like Samurai Jack. Samurai Jack was good and the art style wasn't great, you know, but it also wasn't bad. And then to like Chloe's point, I was a fan of Powerpuff Girls. But, <laughs> oh my God. I watched that with my kids. Why am I not surprised by that? <laughs> you know why? Because Powerpuff Girls was like, like, first of all, each one at the time had three kids. So I, each one of my kids, I was like, you're each, you're one of those characters. And it sucked because my son had to be one of them, but oh well, right? And so uh, I would watch it with them and they would be so into it. And it was my way to get them into more like action movies because especially my two daughters, like the Powerpuff Girls was action, intense. They flying and punching. Like it was pretty much superheroes, but with little big heads. So at that point, my kids was at the right age for Powerpuff Girls. But other than that, you wouldn't have caught me watching it by myself. But because I sat through it with them, I was like, yo, Powerpuff Girls was good. But if I never had my, because my kids hooked me into it, then I would have never gave it a chance. You know? Yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah, I would have missed out. I'm sure I missed out on a lot of great stuff. Absolutely. And the next stuff that's coming out is apparently Shang-Chi. 
the Ten Rings. And we actually heard about this, you know, with the the real Mandal excuse me, the real Mandarin and Iron Man three. So I'm very curious to see what Marvel does with this because apparently this is supposed to be Marvel's version of Bruce Lee. And they're actually gonna have an enter the dragon type of format <clears throat> format with the whole fighting tournament and whatnot. So I'm I'm excited to see what they do with this. And I'm hoping there's gonna be a Tony Stark cameo in it, uh, which I think will be dope. And for those who don't know, uh, there's a the backstory apparently is there's these space dragon aliens that crash on Earth and they have uh, the Ten Rings, which is similar to the Infinity Stones. They, obviously, they're not as powerful, but when you have ten, uh, ten Rings together and they're kind of sentient, just like the Infinity Stones, and when you put them together, it's kind of like uh, Lord of the Rings. So it's like one ring to rule them all, but you got ten of them. Sounds cool. I didn't, never knew much about that at all. Um, but I think the coolest thing with uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they're literally making characters who wasn't popular popular. So it's like, I, I feel like if you're already linked in, right? Like we're, we're, we sat in this seat and we put our seatbelt on and we've been along for this ride. So I'm pretty sure most of us on the panel, we're just going to watch it just because it's connected. Like Marvel's greatest strategy was showing that every single movie isn't a, just a standalone. It will be connected in a universe. So I'm in already. I think uh, demo I think demographically, it'll definitely um, you know uh, do well in the Asian community um, as, as well. I think the connection Tony's talking about is what's going to keep people watching it a lot. Um, I think similar to Guardians of the Galaxy when it first came out, um, people didn't know who the hell they were and what's going on with them, but that connection you know made it real popular. And if you can make a good movie like Guardians of the Galaxy, then you have a whole new fan base. You know, yeah. you're selling more merchandise. Um, and stuff like that. So it, it it always depends on how the movie, you know, how well the movie is done, you know, as well. But um, I think Marvel just is, they just know what they're doing at the end of the day. So. Absolutely. And speaking of knowing what they're doing, now we're in the video game section and we can now talk about You want to you want to talk about the Stadia, excuse me, Stadia Avengers and your channel and how how the gameplay has been. I've seen a little, you know, a little bit of gameplay. I don't want to spoil it for myself, so I don't want want to watch too much. But every time you were on, I was trying to, you know, support. No, I appreciate it. And definitely I feel like I'm I don't like spoilers. So, you know, I, I tried to do a deep dive into this beta. And so definitely stay away from it. Um, but, yeah, guys, I came up with a channel. Uh, specifically for the Avengers game, but as well as the platform Stadia, which I like. Um, but the cool thing is this game is going to be the same on every platform. So you can still check out my content, even if you aren't a Stadia supporter. But um, yeah, the game. So we talked about earlier, Mike asked me, was there ever a good X-Men game? And there was, but there wasn't, right? So with the limited um, technology they had, probably the best X-Men game was the one on regular nintendo because it was so limited but it did great for his time kind of like a 2d side scroller right uh well you fast forward to now you always for me this is my motto 
I want to see a game that's not a first person, right? I want third person where I can see my whole character and I want it to be similar to a Grand Theft Auto. We all know uh, um, Grand Theft Auto is, is still the best selling game of all time. Grand Theft Auto 5, right? No game has surpassed that yet, right? So it's, you know, you see your whole character, you walk around, you can get in cars, you can drive around, you could pretty much is like real life, right? With the characters. So for me, if you can pull that off with superpowers, then I feel like you did the, the, the gaming community some service. So this game, I was so interested into it and I created the channel before the beta even came out because I said, I got a feeling they're going to get it. First of all, I'm not going to go so into it because we already talked about it on the show. So guys, make sure you watch the previous episode. But um, they nailed it, man, from, from, from actually getting to play the beta and out of this out. Everything I wanted it to be or I hoped it would be, and now I got my hands on it. I can honestly say if you're a fan of video games and comic books and specifically the Avengers, it's for you, man. It's for you. Like the gameplay, the controls is spot on. Um, the characters look like they should look is spot on. To, to think you can be Iron Man flying in the air and I'm Black Widow running on the ground and Hulk is jumping. I mean, what you see in the movies, you it that's it feels that's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. And then um, this game called Anthem. I'm not sure how many of you guys know about it, but it broke like gaming. Like it made multiplayer flying something you never did before. You could be like a mech, like a little, pretty much Iron Man. They, whenever I play Anthem, I'm like, dude, this is Iron Man. And you jump in the air and fly and hover, but they can't stay in the air forever. The Avengers game. It goes past that. You could be Iron Man and just stay in the air, fly, punt. It's amazing. So long story short, guys, this game, me personally, is going to be already from the beta. It's going to be my favorite game for the year. Um, I don't know if it'll win game of the year because typically a stuff like this won't get it. It would be something more story driven, like, you know, like uh, Last of Us Part Two probably win game of the year. But, uh, yeah, guys, it's it's definitely – like Mike, I seen your one comment, and you said it almost make you want to play the game. And you're not a gamer currently; you used right. to be. And uh, right. love, you know, for people who aren't gamers, used to be gamers, are a gamer. If you're into fantasy, you want to have that that power fantasy. I'd say like big explosions, like the movies. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. When I saw the trailers and when I see part of the gameplay, it gives me that same let's say uh, that chilling feeling that the Arkham series gave me because playing that game. Oh my gosh. I think that literally the, the best simulation for being Batman that I've ever experienced. Like you are literally Batman, everything he can do, driving the Batmobile, flying, grappling, all that, like everything that Batman can do, you could do in that game. So I can't wait to play this game. It's going to be very exciting. Yeah. Um, what's cool is they said, uh, so the Batman game was considered the best, comic book game, superhero game of all time until the Spider-Man game came out. So the recent Spider-Man game um, is just, they they compare it so close to the Batman game, but they feel like they just went a little step above um, with the extra detail. Um, I feel like this Batman game to me may get the credit, even though I'm not a Batman fan, but you could still drive in vehicles, which is like, wow, not only are you running around playing Batman and it had the level of, you're like, you were a detective. You had to figure out clues and stuff, right? The so Spider-Man game added a little bit of the clues, but obviously Spider-Man don't dr ride driving a vehicle, right? You know his mobility is swinging. But um, 
yeah, the Avengers game is uh, it gives you everything you want in a in a video game of the Avengers. And then on top of that, since we we're talking about Spider Man, um, Sony announced that Spider Man will be an exclusive character in <laughs> the Avengers game only for the PlayStation Four and PlayStation Five. So that yeah. Listen, if I, I'm be honest, if I didn't make my channel because I found out that news a couple days after I made the Stadia channel, that would have got me to be like, all right, I think I'm just gonna. I'm gonna play, get it on PlayStation, <laughs> but um, because I'm not a Spider-Man fan, but that is huge. That's a big deal. Um, and then what they did in the game, so you figure like, really, how are they gonna have Spider-Man, Black Widow, and um, and uh, Miss Marvel? They could both when they they mo mobility, they jump and like swing on a grappler hook. And when you see it, you're like, dude, this is Sp they could put Spider-Man in the game. And then a couple days later, you find out Spider-Man is in the game. Only for PlayStation. Only for PlayStation. And right now they don't know if it's a timed release. So if it's like um, you know, maybe for a year first. But right now, all, you could only get Spider-Man in the PlayStation version. And I think if it is a time release, Sony's gonna be smart enough not to give you that information till after the game comes out. Like my son, he's like, Man, I want to play it with you. And he was gonna get Stadia, but he was like, I gotta have Spider-Man. <laughs> So he literally got the, the prepaid for the for the version for PlayStation because he got to have Spider-Man. And it's it's brilliant. I, if I was Sony, I would have did it too for any company. I mean, it's business, man. Yeah, the, the video game community is the, at an uproar right now. Like Xbox players are mad. Um, I mean, maybe, what, what would they expect? Sony owns Spy the rights to Spider-Man. They always yeah, have. Yeah, but it's different with video games. So here's the cool thing. I said the same thing, too, but video games is different. So the video game, so think about it. All the other, all the, like, you can have Spider-Man on a different uh, platform. So what happened was, and before, the way video games were, they would come out with a movie, or like Chloe was saying, right? Like, oh, the X-Men, then you figure they have a video game, right? So it would be a rush job. So that's why all the video games was kind of terrible that came out based off of uh, off of like the X-Men or the whatever. Right. Because it was a rush job. Now, the way they're doing it is they're bidding and they're having bigger, better companies that's going to spend a longer amount of time and make a quality game. So Sony just got the bid when they came out with the Spider-Man game. It wasn't just because it's Sony. Like it's a, it's a whole different layer when it comes to video games. Oh, OK. Yeah. Gotcha. Pretty cool, though. But um. Yeah, I mean, the video games get a bad rap of being bad. The Spider-Man game, I mean, the, the Batman game was the first comic book game in like this gen, right? Like not, we're talking about Nintendo and PlayStation 1 and 2, like PlayStation 3 and 4 and up, this, the Batman game was the first uh, comic book game to really make, grab people like, whoa, this is like Josh, everything Josh said, you, everything Batman, you can do and it looks great and feels great. It's two things. The game might have great graphics, whatever, right? The hardware can support great graphics and look good. But will they get the gameplay spot on, right? Will his utility belt be able to pull out a grappler hook? Will he be able to throw a batarang and it comes back and they nailed it? Same thing they did with the Spider-Man game. So now they're making better quality video game comic book. Uh, comic book game. And the whole aspect of gliding with the cape, I mean, that was incredible. But I, again, I have to give credit to this game when it first came out, right? I mean, this one, this, I had the same feeling about this game as well. Right. This was, this was magnificent. Yeah. I mean, for its time. Yeah. It did what it could do to be fair. Cause I still feel like incredible hope ultimate destruction was my favorite, uh, video, <laughs> game, my favorite comic book game. That game was amazing. You know, 
by the way, uh, Mental Theater on Instagram will be dropping a, a special meme dedicated to Tony Stark Jr.'s infatuation for the Hulk later. I, I can't wait for that. I'll be waiting for it myself. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, what they did cool in this game, and then I'll let it go, is uh, what they <laughs> because they was given the rights for all everything Marvel, so all 80 years of history of Marvel, they're smart. They took scenes from different movies and put in the game. Like, remember the uh, Edward Norton Incredible Hulk? In the beginning where it show him running through the walls in that factory and they're blowing up they got a scene like that literally you think like whoa that was from that they got where he grabbed characters and he swing them around and smashed them like remember the whole puny god thing where they did with um loki you could grab characters and just like that like they've took images and scenes from movies from comic books and just put it in the game like black widow's probably my favorite character right now she got this grappler hook where she, she could punch, hit you, kick, jump, flip, kick you, and then her grappler hook pull you to them. And oh man, it's it's, it's oh, oh wait, one of your favorite characters, and she's not an actual superhero, which is very interesting, Tony Stark. I know. Oh. You know what gave here's what's cool, Josh. In video games, Batman, the Batman game was considered the top game because again, they stole it from Assassin's Creed, but Assassin's Creed had the whole you throw a punch. And when you hit the triangle, you dip and hit back, right? Remember that? How amazing that was, right? Yeah. But Batman took it to a level. So imagine, Assassin's Creed is a new IP. You never heard of it, whatever. You like it. Gameplay's great, graphics, whatever. But whenever they do something good in gaming, but then do it with a, a character you know and love, right? It's even more. So imagine when they put the Batman game out, and again, all that they stole it, whatever you want. But when you punch that Batman, like you have... Three or four characters, Josh No punching and Batman's blocking and blocking and punching him. And, and it was like, what? Well, Black Widow has that feeling. And so the, the demo only let you use um Captain America for a little bit because in the game he's supposed to be dead. So I don't know if he really is or not. But um, but and when I first picked him, I was like, okay, I played the Hulk and I played Captain America. I was like, oh my God, his gameplay. I mean, it's like what you see in the movies. Like you got people punching, he's blocking, kicking them, he's flipping over them. Well, you get to play with Black Widow more than him, so maybe I might like him more. But for right now, man, Black Widow, I'm loving. Like she could uh, uh, use the, her hologram, her like turn invisible. Like she's just, I mean, she got so many. Each character have a ton of things they could do, and uh, but her gameplay, her fighting, it reminds me of the Batman. Josh, you trust me. If you play it, you'll be like, oh, now I know what he's talking about. Like her, her, her combos, punching, kicking this person, flip, kick, jump in the air, land. Like, oh man, it's. Like Hulk is cool, but he's not doing what she's doing. You know, he's more just grabbing you, smashing you, throwing you, and pummeling over you. Where she's, you can feel like you're in a martial arts, like you feel like you're Batman, kind of sort of. Mm. So would that make you like those type of characters in movies more than that? Who don't have the powers? No, because in the movies I'm not playing; I'm just watching. So it's different, right? So in the movies I'm just sitting back watching, right? And I want that super powerful jump high in the air, fly, whatever. You know, I want. I want the unbelievable stuff that you can't really do, you know? Now, if you give me a game where you got all these different characters, yeah, Hulk is cool, but it's different from feeling like, again, that's why Batman was so good. And that's why the Spider-Man game is so good. Spider-Man, the punches and kicking and flip kicking and combos. I mean, Hulk, you could do some cool combos too. Don't get me wrong. Like you could knock somebody in the air, jump in the air and, and be doing combos. But when you do it with Black Widow, it's a sense of, the impact is what make it feel really good. Like if you ever play Streets of Rage, 
Um, it came out with part four, 26 years later, it came out a couple months ago and they said they really did a deep dive on making it the each hit feels like, okay, when you punch the person, they feel the hit and then your next hit, like it's something about the impact where Hulk is just so big. He's just, you feel the big, uh, it's unreal. It's not natural. Right? So if you did martial arts and you actually hit somebody for real, it's black widow and captain America and Batman you get that feeling of realism, like a Streets of Rage, when you're hitting somebody with a combo and an upper couple and they body go back. But the Hulk is so big, when he hits you, it just doesn't feel natural because that's not real, right? So it's something about playing a character and feeling like, wow, you know? Gotcha. And speaking of games, were you at the arcade, Chloe? <laughs> <laughs> this is the basement. Oh, okay. We have I, several arcades in Sega. <laughs> That's pretty dope, actually. I yeah, I'm a because huge Batman fan. Huge Batman fan. It's all mine. It's all mine. Mike, we might, I'm not close, right? What's that, Chloe? I said, if you guys know anyone who does video game restoration, let me know, because I want to get these refaced. Oh, cool. Because they're old. Gotcha. Hey, Mike, you up for a challenge? See who better in Pac-Man. Yeah, but they got a lot of we, we can play that all types of ways. Don't they got like the home version too? I bought that for somebody recently. Yeah, they got, yeah, they got a lot of uh, they got a lot of Pac Man. Way yeah, Pac Man. But what I'm saying is, you you I could challenge I challenge you in Pac Man. You think you still all got right. it? Let's do it. Yes, I'm good at Pac Man, bro. <laughs> Seriously, it's all about eye coordination. So yes, I don't feel I don't feel I don't feel. I don't feel, I don't feel, I don't feel what do you say, Chloe? Have you guys been to Barcade? Have you been to Barcade yet? Yeah, I, I went a couple years ago and that is pretty cool. Yeah. Only went once, but it was you it was like Huh? In Jersey City or Newark? Uh, no, it's for Philly. Philly. It's one of Philly. It yeah, I went to the one in Philly. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're not from down here, so you wouldn't know about that. <laughs> yeah, she's from North exactly. Jersey. Central Jersey. Central Jersey. <laughs> yeah, not only I wasn't, it, but it was still I, cool to go to. I, I wasn't impressed by it, but that's not him. <laughs> it's nostalgic, man. I mean, you got all these old arcade games. I mean, it's pretty much just an arcade. I mean, I but guess that part, that the atmosphere, I wasn't cool with them. I guess. Yeah, but yeah. You know what was cool for me is because I don't drink. So, so if you combine it, right, barcade. So you think like, yo, this is gonna be cool for me, a bar and an arcade. I don't drink at all. So for me, I was just like, whoa, look at all the games. So that yeah. alone, it was a, for me. It was just an arcade. For other I people, it was a bar arcade. You know. Yeah. yeah, but, yeah. So for me, it was cool. But if you again scenery, you might have been like, I don't know. So I get that. Yeah, that's what it was for me. <laughs> and apparently we have a uh, Suicide Squad game coming from Rockstars, which I think could be interesting. Is It'll probably be paired with the relaunching of the, the new Suicide Squad without Will Smith and possibly Idris Elba. So we'll see. Not, not possibly. Definitely. They dropped the, um, like a teaser um, behind the scenes the other day. He's definitely in the movie. Nice. So, so is, it the, is it like supposed to be the same Suicide Squad, but they just recast it with Will Smith? No, no, no. I think he's playing a different character overall. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and there's not kind of like re- rebranding the whole squad like differently, but keeping um Harley Quinn, I guess. And, and, and like, oh, okay. so, it, so it is the same squad, but just different characters. 
Right, right, right. right, right. I was going to say, they're not like redoing the whole movie. Like, um, they're no, they're, okay, cool. Nah. cool. It still got that, um, uh, Viola Davis, uh, her character. Who, oh, who nice. Put okay. together. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. So, and I yeah, still yeah. think James Gunn is directing, but it's not, it's not a, a sequel. It's not Suicide Squads 2. It's going to just be called The Suicide Squad. Okay. Right. Cool. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. I, and I think the game, so uh, be clear, we, you know, I spoke about Grand Theft Auto being the all-time top selling best game. Well, the, the the same company makes that game, so I think they might they might pull it off. Um, it just depends. Like, I'm trying to think what games they did with superpowers and stuff like that. I feel like their 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 forte is like a Grand Theft Auto. Like, you see your whole character and you run all around, and so I could see Suicide Squads similar to that. You know, um, I think it'd probably be good. I, my only thing is, I don't feel like Suicide Squad is that popular. So mm-hmm. they will have to. Um, I tell you what they might do, because uh, I was watching Charlie's channel. Shout out to Emergency Awesome. He was saying the game might be like a Suicide Squad versus the Justice League, but you're playing against Suicide Squad. So I don't know if Justice League like went bad or something happened to them, but you're playing against them trying to take down the Justice League or whatever. So I think that might add more people. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. That's smart because you would be able to suck people in based off of the character that you're going up against because those right. characters are known. Man, yeah. I don't play as Batman. Get out of here. Yeah, that would defeat the purpose if you could use Batman. Mm. And look at this gaming setup, Tony. Oh, wow. They got it. Wow. That's not three monitors. That's just one big monitor with all the lo- the three logos, right? Yeah. yeah, that's wow. pretty cool. That's that is. Yeah, but the controllers I feel shouldn't be in the, the controllers are in the way of the screen. So I don't know if that's just for looks. You have Crash Bandicoot and Sonic. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, but those are. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so guys, uh, do you want to who who has seen it? Does anyone want to try and sell me even more on Umbrella Academy? Oh, it's lit. First of all, Umbrella Academy. I completely forgot how good it was, and I've been watching season watch, watching season two yesterday, and it reminded me of how awesome the storyline is, the characters, the graphics. Um. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Like it, the characters are complex, like all characters, but it's really interesting how the story unfolds and it has a, a bit of time travel in it. It has superpowers. There's like unique characters like in season two. Um, I don't remember if it was in season one, but season two, there's like a character that's a fish with a man body. Mm-hmm. He's like a boss or something. Something and um, I like how they incorporate like different characters. Like there's a talking monkey who takes care of them. I forgot his name after we watched the first season, but it's pretty good. Like I like the the fantasy aspect of it, but it's also kind of realistic because like kind of like the boys a little bit. How there's like real storylines behind each character, but it's pretty good. I definitely recommend watching. And Mary J. Blige is in the first season. Like, how could you not watch it? I was going to ask you in the second season, uh, Mary J. Blige. I don't know. I only got through episode one, and I fell asleep on episode two last night. So, 
<laughs> not not really a big selling point there, but the boys is first on the agenda. Gotta watch the boys. Yeah. Bro. Well, Mike, you, yeah. did you watch Umbrella um, Academy? I saw the first two episodes of the first season, like last year or something like that, and uh, then I didn't continue. So those did not suck me in to keep watching. But okay, because I was going to ask you, are you going to try to sell us also? But okay, got it. Yeah, but I but now I'm keep hearing so many things about it. It's almost like I feel like um it's one of those shows where it gets better the more you watch, the more I keep hearing about it. So I might uh I'll probably will watch it now. Just keep going. And I and I hear season two, if you you know, it's great from everybody. So I might I'll probably keep watching. I think you forgot how- I, I got a lot to watch. Just like I did. I do like uh isn't Ellen Page in that show, I think. So I do love Ellen Page. So I might watch it, you know, because of that situation overall. Inception, you know, shouts out to her. So that's <laughs> why I don't like her. That's the only part I don't like about the Umbrella Academy. That's the chick from Inception. Now I didn't like it in Inception. Makes oh it together. I was looking at her last night. I was like, that chick looks familiar. Oh, that's the <laughs> one from Inception that I was like, eh. Love Ellen Page. Also played uh, Kitty Pride in the X-Men uh, movie. <laughs> Love Ellen Page. Yeah. Yep. And apparently one of, the, one of the creators and exec for Umbrella Academy is also starting the Marvel production of the Moon Knight series, which is essentially the clone version of Batman in the Marvelverse. Yeah, no, another character that wasn't popular. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I never even heard of him, and I'm a comic book fan. I never heard of Moon Knight until they just announced it for the movies coming out. So yeah, yeah, he was, but, me, yeah. me neither. But research, but my guy Kit Harrington is playing Moon Knight, so I'm all about yes, <laughs> John Snow. So I'm all I'm all about that. So. That's Wait, cool. and he's going to be in the Eternals as well as Moon Knight. Yeah. Ah, okay. All right. Interesting. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah that makes sense. If especially yeah. if he has a show around Kit Harrington, I think that would be quite clever. You know, the thing is though, it's like with comic book characters, it's a popularity contest, right? So mm -hmm. if we go by what makes your favorite comic book character your favorite comic book character, so sometimes you're gonna choose powers, right? So for me, right, if X Men was popular, right. But my favorite X-Man is Colossus. I liked his power, right? I liked him because he could turn to steel. I was like, dude, that would be a cool power. So he was my favorite guy. Some people like Superman just because he's a super good guy. So it all depends on how the characters market on marketed on what make you like him. And I feel like there's a lot of characters that wasn't popular. Like when I was growing up, Captain America was not. I used to call him Corny Cap. Like he was not popular. He was not a cool character. Um, and I feel like, but the Marvel universe, cinematic universe made me like Captain America, right? They was able to take his, um, the best things about him and put it forward instead of me looking at him like, oh, he's just the goody two shoe white guy that, you know, like, nah, like they, they made you feel like, man, he's like, I never even looked at him as this powerful in the past. I'm like, man, everybody have beat Captain America up. But now I'm like, wow. So Moonlight, again, being Jon Snow, um, Kit Harrington, man, he might just, we might just all be like, dude, he's an awesome character. You know, we got some people who like Batman for reasons I don't know, but they market Batman so good, even though he can't do nothing. <laughs> and, uh, and he's a love character. So they could pull it off. Um, you know, what's funny, what made me like Cap 
growing up was the Marvel vs. Capcom game. I, he had them. He had crazy combos in that game. They thought it was a beast and whatnot. So that's what kind of made me like. Cap. Now, now, see, that's what I was trying to say about um, playing with Black Widow, right? Now, you know how his combos, like, oh, you, he, the way he was, I feel like yeah. that's what made me like um, Black Widow is my favorite character in this Avengers game right now. Like, Hulk is cool. So picture when you use Hulk in the Marvel Capcom. Hulk feels like that. He's just big and moving and smashing. But it's different when Captain America was like, oh, like them comics. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I, get, I get your point. Yeah. But that's, that's what made you like him as a character? Yeah. That, that 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 game. I used to use wow. him a lot, actually. You know, um, uh, he would throw the shield, you know, the combos. Right. And, 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 and like you kind of said, you, you can feel his hits were, were, were powerful at that time. Yeah. Hulk was more powerful, but it was kind of corny using him he didn't have many many moves and stuff right like that right so, so i definitely feel what you're saying about that but yeah that's what made me like cap overall like i was into the first like a lot of people don't like the the first cap movie the first avenger i think right. it's low-key i think it's slept on i think it's pretty good actually so yeah i think i think it did the job as introducing him well and covering everything you need to know to know about captain america so i did it yeah. i think it did his job you know it wasn't my yeah. favorite movie but can i ask a quick question chloe who's your favorite comic book character if you do you have one? Well, growing up it was Peter Parker. Yeah. Um but obviously um now like knowing the characters Black Panther. <laughs> okay. Oh, now, was it was it no that's fair. Was it Peter Parker <laughs> and not Spider-Man? Because you specifically said it Peter was Parker. Amazing Adventures of Peter Parker was my favorite comic book three. Oh wow. Okay. Oh wow, um, that, that 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 mediocre movie made you like Black Panther. I'm so mad about that. God. First of all, I like Black Panther because he represents my culture from that Wakanda. That makes more sense. <laughs> and and secondly, like I like you know it's culturally relevant to me, and I like to support things and people who you know are, are culturally relevant to me, especially since it's been like it's rare growing up. Like what? I mean, I used to like Storm, and there was another. Maybe I was reading Black Panther. One <laughs> summer, I joined the comic book, and I collected all these comic books. I I had like a, a short phase of comic books, maybe lasted for like six months, where I collected like 300, 400 comic books, and oh I used God. to try to find the ones with black characters in it. Um, you know, Chloe is uh two things. I feel it sucks that Blade never gets to shine, Wesley Snipes. But you know who you would really like that's like more, it's like a darker tone, drama. People don't realize it. My second favorite character uh, of all time is Spawn. Spawn's a black guy. Like his story, go ahead. That's who it was. It was Spawn. Yeah, his, him and uh, the black, uh, what's the woman? It wasn't Storm. It was another black character that was a lady. I can't remember. Maybe it Man. was. The, I don't remember. Yeah, Wait, it was Storm, but is Luke Cage a is Luke Cage a superhero? He is. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. He was. I. Right. I liked his series. It's yes. great. <laughs> yeah, I never seen that. I got it. Oh man, it's really. Good. <laughs> it's really. Like good. I told you, I'm, I've told you the the Netflix superhero series. I just look at them as low budget, so I don't never give them a chance. Bro. <laughs> please watch Daredevil and, and uh, I'm gonna you like I told Josh about the boys. Please watch Daredevil and Luke Cage when you get a chance, bro. It's so good. Man. Yeah, Luke Cage is pretty good. And Punisher, right? Yeah. 
I like the Joker. Punisher, Punisher. I, like the Batman, I used to love the Batman. I think movie. Punisher you might like the best because you're into like you know high action guns, right. toting stuff like that. Yeah. I think you might actually like it the best. That, yeah, those three are the best at all. Not Iron Fist. That's trash. But the, the <laughs> Punisher, Luke Cage, and Luke Cage like. Um, kind of like what she's saying, man. It's very culturally relevant. Takes mm -hmm. place in Harlem. They got like a nightclub, so they're, they're they're like playing like Harlem music in there all the time. It jazz. They even had Jada Kiss in there playing a the song one day. Like it, it's such a, a good show overall. Uh, and speaking of that, I'm gonna tie this in. There's a character in the show who's in the comics named Diamondback. Um, in the Luke Cage show, he's a he's a villain. Well. I'm hearing that Marvel is in talks for movies to have Denzel Washington play the Diamondback character, which oh, wow. I think would be amazing. So that's a time. Because I'm not gonna lie, he was to me, he was kind of corny in Luke Cage. Yeah, he was corny. Yeah, that guy was corny in Luke Cage. But I think Denzel will put a much better spin on that on that character. Yeah, it's gonna be like the uh <laughs> what's it called? What's his uh series where he's going around shooting everybody? Who? What series? Yeah. Oh, 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 the uh, equalizer. Yeah, it's gonna, I feel like it's going to be oh, like. Yeah. <laughs> I hate the equalizer. It, what? The equalizer was good, though. You I know what's wrong with them? It was what's funny was, you said you didn't like them? I did not like the equalizer. I thought it was trash. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, what's funny is my wife wanted to see it. And I had no care at all to see the equalizer. She's like, yo, I really want to see it. I'm like, all right, fine. And I went to movies like, wow, that was pretty dope. Yeah, love equalizer. Well, I can't believe you didn't like it. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't know what you didn't like about it. It was it was the point behind it. Like, how did he pick that random lady to save? Uh, like, you just yeah. save some random lady because that's what that's what that's that's that was who he was. You know? <laughs> that's that, part yeah. was, that part was this was the smartest the scene in, in uh, Inception with the the snow whatever. Oh, you know, right. I okay. like it. All it right. Well, Chloe, Chloe, I'll say this, Chloe. So here's one thing that's really cool. I, I want to just add, tie this in real quick about the Avengers game because every so often they're going to keep adding characters and adding their whole stories. So when they add Black Panther, you might just be buying that game, huh? I mean, I think Chloe likes the game in general, to be honest. I think she would too, yeah. It's yeah. easy to play too. See, that's the thing. I need to know, like the buttons are kind of tricky for me. No, like, trust me, this this game, the buttons isn't that bad. Like my wife, she only likes to play third person games where you can see a whole character because the first person view where you only see your hand holding the gun, she it messes her up, right? This game, the controls are simple. Like I'm telling you, I feel like they were smart. They they took, I'm telling you, they did research. They had to do research on Destiny for its MMO feeling where you could get loot. They had to do research on Anthem, the way it flies. They had to do research on Batman. I'm not gonna lie to you, they ripped Batman off. Like they made sure every element that you could think of, it they took from like the best of that element. Like it's a complete game. Like I've been, lately I've been trying to watch people and what they got to say about it um, after playing it for the beta for so long, but um, it's, it's good, man. Hmm, I'm intrigued. Yeah. And speaking of news, so the Candyman director, Nia DaCosta, is now slated to direct Captain Marvel 2, which I think is great. Got another black director in the Marvelverse, which I think would be pretty dope. Um, I think that's dope, too, even though we haven't seen Candyman. So I, I can't really speak to the work of, 
of it, you know, um, and I don't even know what's going on with that. Is it still coming out or VOD or what? But um, but I think it's dope to have another black director inside the Marvel verse besides uh, Ryan Coogler. Um, hopefully, you know, Captain Marvel made a lot of money, but we, we talked about this on Mental Theater before. It wasn't overall the greatest movie, I thought. It was a lot, a lot more to be desired there. But I, I am hearing that Brie Larson was like, taking over Marvel. Like apparently she's got like the biggest contract now. And you know, when they do make Avengers films, she's supposed to be more prominent. So I guess we'll see where the character goes. <laughs> that was the least subtle eye roll I've ever seen in my life, Miguel. I'm just saying, man, I don't know how this stuff happens. I, uh, you know, it's, it's I, I, I think we both know how it happens and it's going to continue to happen. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a problem with that. Okay. <laughs> like, I, feel like, I feel like women have been underappreciated for a long time so i don't this whole you know woman's agenda with woman characters listen i'm cool with it if you got a good character right and a good story and his powers are cool listen like people are like thor's gonna be a woman what i mean it did happen in the comic book so i could ride i could roll with a, a female thor cool yeah, and sure, he's going to eventually take over as Black Panther. It's, it's all just happening little by little. I'm cool with that, too. Listen, if you do it right, look, here's the thing. If we just have a problem with feeling like it's a woman's agenda, then I get it. But if you're like, you know what? If you could pull it off, then that's why I'm cool with it. If you switch Thor for, um, what's her name? Her real name? Um, Jane? Yeah, if you switch Thor for Jane, right? And it'd be bad. Like, first of all, I can't even picture her fighting. But if you could pull it off, then I'm cool with it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna judge it. Be like, oh man, they're trying to make you know they're get you know too many women getting these prominent spots because yeah, superheroes are always been more like the masculine uh, character. But if you can do it right, then I'm cool. But so I that's mean, we would have to wait and see. Look at Poison Ivy. She was bad. Catwoman. That's who it was. I was thinking of. Like, come on now. Are you scared that a woman's gonna do it better, Mike? That's the <laughs> um, nah, as far as not at all, <laughs> yeah, not at all. I, 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 I agree with Tony. Like if it's if it's corny, like Jessica Jones was yeah. whack. Yes. Yeah. If it's not corny and not cheesy, and there's like this eighty pound chick flipping dudes over, you know what I'm saying? Like if it's like Catwoman, she was. I love her. She was amazing, especially Halle Berry. The only bad thing is that's probably- wait, 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 wait. Hold on, Tony. Did you say especially Holly Berry's Catwoman? Miguel, well, you can't be surprised. I remember from that movie, like she was lit. She was, she was dope. Miguel, Poison Miguel, Miguel. No. I know, I know. Listen, no, no. Like the, is, the world considered that like the worst comic book movie, but uh, I don't think it was that bad. You know, I don't think it was as bad as the world make it sound. So uh, to Chloe's point, if you went into it. You know, you got what you got at the time. Holly Berry is such a star, you know, and she's not an action star. Right. You know, she she's not like how she was in John Wick three, which I still got to see. But um, she wasn't trained like that. So she did her job as the pretty face and, um, you know, and as best as she could. And I feel like it was good enough for me because I don't I'm not a Catwoman fan. So for me. But um, yeah, the world kind of hates that movie. But, you know, guys, listen, I it's I feel like it's OK if, you know, if there's a woman agenda. Right. It's OK if 
now they want to, you know, make women have big roles. Because mind you, I got three daughters, right? So, so I don't mind my daughter looking and saying like, man, when I was growing up, like the women was running comic book movies, you know? Um, if that happens, I don't care. If you do it right, that's all I'm saying, you know? Well, again, I don't think anyone has an issue with female superheroes because there's plenty of precedent for that. It's the fact that it's a female super ho- superhero at the expense of the established he- superheroes already. Yeah, but I don't. So this is why I don't really see that. I don't really see that. Well, well, Miguel literally said it. If Shuri is going to be the Black Panther, that means T'Challa is not. There can be multiple Black Panthers. What? Right? Isn't it fantasy? Aren't there alternate universes and stuff? Like we saw with Super with Spider Man, there was like a female Spider Man, a pig Spider Man. It's not gonna kill Spider Man. Like everyone knows that there's a Spider Man, and then they they know that there's a girl Spider Man. So it's like it's alternate universes, parallel universes. Like, come on, guys. Well, here's no, my problem. Right? Like, oh, here's the girl version of Batman. Batman's no longer relevant. Like, oh, Batgirl is trash. Batwoman, yeah. whoever you want to call it. Here's, so my, trash. here's my problem, Mike. You didn't even care too much for Black Panther anyway, so why would you be even mad if they make Black Panther now a girl? Listen, we're, we're, we're talking about four or five different things right now. All right? Yeah. So let me just... Right, 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 overall. <laughs> all right, so first of all, I, we started out with Brie Larson, right? So Brie Larson's the only black, uh, what is it, uh, uh, Captain Marvel that there is. I'm just upset, not really upset, but that, you know, if they made a new Avengers movie, they would put her as the forefront and that she's kind of like, you know, there's other characters still around. There's Spider-Man, there's Thor who's still around. There's even Black Panther, you know what I mean? So I just feel like the part of that is a part of the agenda. And I feel like things should be, you know, earned naturally, not because you're trying to, you know, fulfill an agenda. here's my issue right i hear what you're saying because you're all in this behind the scenes josh put your hands down so here's the thing right look at the character so this is what's wrong with you guys right you guys are into the behind the scenes so much you can't enjoy a movie i'm going off of powers characters right captain marvel her name is captain meaning she's not no lower person she's probably the most powerful one of them why would she not like it's silly to have her in a movie and she not be part of it. That makes no sense. Like she's so powerful, but it's, she's so irrelevant. Like that doesn't even make sense. So if you're writing, right, forget the whole, it's agenda, blah, blah. If you're writing a book, people will be like, yo, where the, like in the movie, like a perfect example, right? You got the world being destroyed by Thanos. Like where, okay, if Captain Marvel is so powerful, where is she at? So now she's available, she's around, it doesn't make sense for her not to be at the forefront. Again, if her character was like, if she wasn't Captain Marvel, meaning like she's like noble, she's one of, you know, she's a hero, she's a savior of the day, like a Superman, right? Like Superman's personality is he's going to be at the forefront, right? So why would Captain Marvel not be because of her personality and her character? Now, if she was like the Punisher, who's kind of like um, Marvel's version of Batman, he's in the shadows. He he kills people like he's not going to be the team, the team leader. But Captain Marvel would. And she happens to be a female. Oh, well, it just makes sense. Like you guys are killing me because you're uh, behind the scenes. It just makes sense in comic books. Like how does it wasn't that way in the comic books. Though. So how did it make sense in comic books? 
Well, Captain Marvel, listen, Captain Marvel <laughs> is, is super powerful. Like, it, again, she wasn't up. So here's the, what you guys got to get. There's people who are surface level, right? So comic books to us, right, is who's you hear more, right? Oh, that person's popular or whatever, so they're popular, right? But how many of us really read all the comic books that goes along with each other to know how much of a big deal Captain Marvel was? So we're just taking off our, our face value and our memory of Captain Marvel, who's that bum, right? Same thing with me. But I have friends who are like crazy in the comic books, and they have to break down to me of how big of a deal Captain Marvel is. To me, I don't care because I didn't pay attention to her, but they explained to me like, bro, you can't do that to Captain Marvel. She's a big deal. I don't know, whatever. So to the diehard comic book fans, they're not gonna be like, man, she's a girl taking over the spotlight. They're gonna be like, yo, she's Captain Marvel. And you guys are missing that because you're worried about a female agenda taking away your masculinity. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. You're you're mixing apples and oranges. In fact, you're 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 mixing DC universe with the Marvel verse. You're not even in, on the same creative space. How am I not? I only talked about Marvel characters. I didn't bring up a DC character in that situation. Well, you said you said Punisher was like Batman of, of Marvel, but and, and Mar well, yeah, so I'm talking about Marvel. His biggest rule is he doesn't kill people. So I don't even know how you get that analogy. But dude, in the comic books, Batman is so feared. Because he will like break your legs and almost kill you. Yeah, but not kill you. <laughs> I mean, but again, I I don't know, man. I, I feel like um, uh, Captain was never. I mean, she was powerful. Yes, that we know that she was powerful. She is powerful, but she never was like in the forefront of the con. Yeah, because it's a popularity contest. At the end of the day, like. That people listen, you gotta make popular money. now, right? You alluded to it because it is an agenda. I'm back. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a popularity contest. So if you get a character that's really popular, right? So here's the cool thing with comic books. Each comic, when you read comic books, there they have directors and writers that's supporting these characters fully, right? It just takes the people that decide I like this character more, and then the buzz is we like these characters more, right? So like that's just the way it goes. Captain Marvel have her own fan base in comic books. She's popular in comic books. She's just not as popular. So in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they're going to take characters and try to make them more popular. But it's the people that decides to make get behind them, like Black Panther, right? People got behind Black Panther for whatever reasons. So same thing with Captain Marvel. If you like, man, she's super powerful and she's a woman. Yay. Well, how many people gonna get behind her? If they really, if they really not going to like her that much, then the movie's not going to do that well. Like, listen, oh. Chloe loves um, Catwoman, but it didn't do well at all. But either way, the, and, then, and then they got rid of it, right? Okay. Listen, mm -hmm. you had a chance, didn't do well, whatever. So don't get mad if they make Captain Marvel the forefront and then it does well, right? Well, again, if it does well, it does well. That's great. That's right. Great. But it's like that scene in Endgame where they just, that's the worst scene in the whole Endgame. Where they, they, where they had to put all the women together for this one scene on the battleground. They magically come together as all let women. Me, let me ask you a question, bro. Yeah. What is your problem with the women yeah, coming again, together? Again, Tony, you're being quite presumptuous with the, the issue that we're having, which actually has to do more with the actual content. Not the fact that it's women, because Mike, how much did you enjoy Wonder Woman? How amazing was that film? I love that film. Can't wait to see what no, it was. Can't that, wait to see Black Widow. That as a scapegoat out of this. Don't backpedal. 
Yeah, the issue is yeah, you guys again, don't want the women that are from that role. That's true. A, a backpedaler. Bro, that's not true because I, I, I've been talking about Black Widow for many, many, many months. I, I, I love Wonder Woman, so that's not true. Yeah, that's all. the thing. That's her own movie. But if you you don't want one, you don't want Black Widow to be the main. You don't want Black Widow to be in front of the the men. Is what you're saying? Yes, Wonder Woman had her own movie, so she was going to be the top Tony, star. Tony, so Tony, 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 Junior, you're doing your thing where you're putting words in other people's mouth that they didn't yeah. say. All right. Well, listen. If anybody's watching this, you just listen for yourself and see if that's what you sound like. Right. And most so of what does it sound like to you? And most of the talking has been by you, not by us. Yeah, so I'm only talking because I'm reiterating what Chloe was saying and having this conversation. But that's pretty much where it's going. It's like no, that's, again, that's what the term presumptuous means. I don't like things that feel forced and like it's not naturally or organic. That scene in Endgame. Again, that felt so forced just to complete an agenda and whatnot. And I don't like stuff like that. I'll just leave it at that. Let me ask you a question. What agenda? Can you just specify? You are Bro. to it. No, 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 yeah. no, no. I don't want to put words in people's mouth, like you said. So can I hear Mike or you, one of you, just say what agenda you're talking about? When it, are, it was a scene of a bunch of women feeling what agenda? We already talked about the agenda, which oh, is an actual okay. Well, Like okay. I said, I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. That was my last word. I'll leave it at that. Well, let me say something, okay? What it sounds like, what I'm hearing you say is that you don't feel like you would like something that's inorganic to the storyline, correct? Correct. And that includes male characters as well. Okay, and male characters as well. However, specifically today, you said the female agenda, which was, you know, an underlining fact behind the storyline. And which what I, which came up in this conversation, and what I'd like to allude to is that these movies are full of cheesy scenes. Period. Right. So the fact that you are bringing up the female agenda specifically tells me that there is some underlining motive of saying, "Oh, well, I don't like this female agenda." But in reality, you actually just don't like cheesy parts of movies, which I agree with. But I'm just confused why the the female agenda had to be like brought up into this this debate about cheesy moments. That's my <laughs> well, again, well again, as I said, it has to do with the female characters that is forced at the expense of other characters. I didn't say it had a problem if the other character is still there. If it's T'Challa and Shuri fighting together, that I can get on board with. But if it's at T'Challa's expense, like you again, you grow up accustomed with these characters. You come at a catch to these characters. So I would prefer to see Iron Man and Pepper fight together with Morgan, right? As opposed to, you know, Tony Stark dying and then you all you get is Morgan. See, and that's because of your, I guess, attachment to that character, right? And that's from your perspective of having that attachment. Mm -hmm. However, movies, as we know, are made to generate money, right? And generate new interests of new characters because eventually, is going to turn into, you know, the female role being powerful, which we're seeing as we're moving into the feminine energy. Um, and that's why you're gonna have these scenes. And I don't wanna call it female agenda because that has a negative connotation behind it. But I will say that we are putting females at the forefront um, in these movies, rightfully so, because we have been underrepresented, underrepresented in media period just like the black agenda like when i hear you guys say the female agenda i'm also in my head like oh this sounds similar to the 
black agenda. Like someone might say, oh, well, why, why even put a black Spider-Man? So it's like, it's not what you're saying. It's kind of like the connotation behind the word choices that you guys are using. And I do agree. It was cheesy when they had all the females come in and fight together. But I wouldn't say that's the female agenda. I would just say, oh, they're trying out to see how the audience is reacting to this and they're building a new fan base. To me, it kind of is similar to and Miguel brought up before with the whole and again, everyone knows how I feel about Michael B. Jordan. But for him to play Superman, just to have a black Superman. Nah, uh, to me, it, I'm not with that agenda either. I'm not, either, I'm not with either agendas because an agenda is something that you force down people's throat. So I'm not with the agendas. I want something to be good because it's good, not because it's going to make money. Yeah, Wait, but this is different, though. You have an issue with... Uh, is it forcing? I think that it, it seems like it's forcing because you grew up with a specific image of what Spider-Man or Batman or whoever supposed to look. But it's not forcing if it's just exposing a new crowd of people to a new concept. It just feels like it's forcing because you're used to the status quo. And change is scary, right? Change is uncomfortable. But if you're a person who's not experiencing the change or the uncomfortability, it's going to be like, oh, this is pretty dope that Michael B. Jordan is like Superman. This is cool. It's not going to be like, oh, they're just they're pushing the black agenda because he doesn't look like this. It's against the status quo. So, like, of course, I get your perspective because, you know, we grew up with certain things. But for the new people, I don't think that we should like say, oh, it's agenda, because it is an agenda to, to push a new character onto a new upcoming diverse group of people. Uh, go ahead, Tony. You, you were saying something. No, I was just saying that I feel like uh, uh, for me, um, that's why I don't get into the politics of be, who's the director and this and that. I'm more into what I'm watching, right? And so for me, I love characters with superpowers, right? We could go on and on how I think I don't like Batman that much because he don't have superpowers. But what I'm saying is Captain Marvel, even though she's a woman, right? She could be a dude, but she's a girl, but her powers supersede so many people and her, she's Captain Marvel. She's not like just, she got all this power and she's not like uh, um um uh, her role, like, like Captain America, right? He's like the super goody two-shoe guy. So he's gonna make the good judgment calls, you know, um, he's like the leader, right? And so Tony Stark step in because he's super brilliant, right? Well, not only does Captain Marvel have all this superpower, but she's the like the her her title, Captain Marvel. So I feel like it's okay if she does step up more because I feel like she either needs to step up more or just not be in it because it's weird to have a character with all this superpower. She's so powerful but barely doing anything. That makes no sense. So write it better. And if she happened to step up because she can, I mean. I don't, I don't, the politics is, uh, that's why I don't like to get involved with that. I just want to see a good movie, but I get it. You guys, maybe this director didn't get the, get the right to do this film. So it's not going to be as good. Maybe, um, it's the female agenda that, you know, they're taking all these prominent guys, but at the end of the day, listen, I got daughters, I got a mom, like it's okay. Let our masculinity, let's, you know, it's all right. Well, yeah, I, I, again, I, I, I think Josh is on point. I think you're you're mixing it up. I don't. It's okay to uh, hold on. It's okay to allow a woman. Again, we like right. Black Widow. We like um, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, Wonder Woman. I, I liked Captain Marvel, even though it wasn't that great. But I still went to see the movie. I went to just see the Birds of Prey, uh, Harley Quinn movie. You know, um, 
before any of us saw it and stuff well, like that. On. Can I just say something? Your point that you're making is invalid. Everything you alluded to is these characters that have like their own movies. What we're saying is if that character got to be in the same movie with the men and became the main character, you're not saying that at all. You're, I, you're like, not I like Suicide Squad. Go ahead. She, she, she was pretty much the main character, Holly Quinn. I, I like Suicide Squad or not. And what not? Was she not? She was definitely the most the most seen person in that movie, the Harley Quinn character. Uh, and so did you look at her like she was the leader of the team? Yes, I was. I, that team was. I wouldn't even think about who was the leader. To be honest no, with you, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. So what we're saying the, is the leader was Viola Davis, leader of the Avengers. The leader, to, it was Viola Davis. Right, that's what I was saying. Yeah, and, and and I like that movie too. I just think that you know when I first hear James now playing playing Thor, and I see Taika Waititi on stage handing her the hammer, I wasn't like, "Woo!" I can't wait to see that. Like I'm like, "Yo, I like Thor. I want to see him be Thor and stuff like that." So it definitely takes my um, excitement down a notch, you know, when right. I hear something like that and whatnot. And and, and Chloe, to her point. I, I agree. A lot of it's because of what you grew up on, what you're used to seeing, and and the change, you know, of it all. If it was um, I don't know, a white guy now playing Thor, they said some some new uh white dude we never heard of or whatever. I still would probably feel similarly. But when you add all these things up together, that's when you come up with the word negative or not agenda, because it's all happening around the same time. And that's what that, that's why that's how I look at it. Let me can I ask you a question. Yeah. Was there a female Thor in the comic books? There's a new Jane comic book that came out 2015, less than five five years ago. That now this is story Tyke is pulling from, which means I was 30 years old when this came out, which is not what I grew up. But did that did that happen in the comic books? Yes, <laughs> correct. There you go. It happened after Thor was already playing Thor in the movies. But I was with you. <laughs> like that. So you can always make new comic books. It's like you can make one tomorrow and say Shuri's Black Panther. But that don't mean it's like, you know, like that. And again, if you're fighting side by side, I wouldn't have a problem with Thor and Jane fighting side by side. But again, Thor gives the throne the Valkyrie. Like, what the fuck is you that's doing? That's again, it's like, it sounds like you have a problem with the, the woman, you know, having the balls. You know, Bro, you, I, I don't think so. You do it well, I'm, all, I'm on board. Now, I've seen many, many movies with, with, with females as leaders and, and in charge or queens or whatever you want. I have no problem with Game it. of Thrones. Come on, be like, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no, no I have no problem with that. First of all, we can bring up Game of Thrones because all the female characters they what? We know who became the king of Thrones. Yeah, but who, who became the, the queen of the north? Sansa did. <laughs> what not? So, of the north. <laughs> she didn't do anything the whole movie, the whole series. Like yeah, she, she does have a point. Wait, was Cersei queen? Cersei was definitely queen. So wait, she died. was it the, was it the mother of dragons queen as well? Spoil alert! Well, who ended up in the end with the throne? And who was probably one of the most popular characters on that show amongst men? Arya. Daenerys. Men love Arya. I'm sorry to Daenerys. say, and she died. Everyone yeah, there is too. Yeah, come on now. Like, we can't be used that as a good example. It, it's right. a good example. Yeah, Game of Thrones isn't a good example because it's just pretty much thrown around like this person get the main person and this person the main person, which made the show really good. But that's not a good, that's not a good um, comparison to what the topic is. I'm going to say this to you, Tony. Depends again, everything always depends on how it's done, 
how it looks. So I may see Captain Marvel as the leader of the Avengers and say, yo, this came out pretty dope and whatnot. But to your other point, I am a behind the scenes person. I read movie news. I meant stuff like that. So when I first hear about it, you know, it doesn't excite me. Like I said, but we'll see how it's done. You was like the the effing Me Too movement again. Now they're trying to get rid of Hollywood superheroes. I mean, bro, that movement caused a lot of people, you know, a lot of their careers for 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 some of them were correct, some of them weren't correct, man. So it's a it's an interesting movie. When I, what happened to Aziz? I still feel bad about. It. That's my guy. So you know, this is a whole different thing. So. Yeah. so there anyway. is an underlining. Wait, wait. So what I'm hearing you say is there is an underlining, uh, you know, issue. Yeah. I literally said that I feel like because it happened so. I literally said because I said because it's happening at the same time so much in these particular movies, for example, it does feel like that Me Too movement sprung to an an agenda, so to speak, and whatnot. And you know, Mm -hmm. it is what it is at that point. So, so there's a personal connection to this movement. I literally feel like that. And you're in excitement for there to be a female character playing. I literally feel like that's. I literally feel like that scene in Endgame was shot like post production the way the way it comes off and whatnot. So, but what's the problem? What's the problem with that scene though? That's my question. It was cheesy. Yeah, comic books is cheesy. It's a comic book, like. Yeah, it's nothing but, uh, but and especially because comic book movies are like all they start adding the level of comedy, right? So like, it, comic book movies are fit nothing but um, a two half hour whatever movie of cheesy scenes, right? It's like you have like it's like the level of, having like that serious tone movie, like you don't get that in comic book movies anymore. It's not going to be a one hundred percent serious. It's always going to be some silly, some silly scene like oh when we was in um. What's the thing they always saying they went to Budapest? Oh, you remember Bud? Like, we could have did without that scene, but it's funny, haha, whatever. It's cheesy. It, Chloe got a great point, man. I'll move forward. Go ahead, Josh. <laughs> right, and moving forward to John Wick, since Tony Stark brought it up, four and five will apparently be shot back to back, which would be interesting. Oh, wow. And I, I John love John Wick first- is. Late. Which one was the best one for you guys? Parabellum, number three. Okay. With Halle Berry as a lead. Look at that. Uh, John Wick was the lead, but. On on this, I will say, um, there's a thing I think, um, like, I'm worried about. too many sequels when it comes to stuff like this. I think three was pretty dope, and I can see the you know four, but to already be developing five, I just feel like you know you, you can sometimes stress the story the story too much. If it's done well, once again, it could be good, but I hope they don't they don't stretch it too far. Just like a money grab. That's my you know issue. Kind of like uh, kind of like for me, Tony, uh, un- underworldish, a little bit where it kind of goes to, to for too many movies. I guess. So on, that's why I say, Mike. I think it's different though. I think underworld. Um, started off really good, but the underworld being that is werewolves, vampires, feel like you have to really do a great job in order to stretch that. I just look at John Wick as stretching something like Fast and the Furious. Thank you. That was I about to say. Thank yeah, you. like th- yeah, that. So John Wick, I think, can keep going. 
Because nowhere am I saying, man, they need to stop Fast and Furious every you year. Know like, make you, it know up. you know what? You know what? That's a great point. A lot that there, there's people who have given up the fact that the Fast and Furious story is no longer like <laughs> connected and it's all over the place. And they just right. say, make another one. You're right. I, yeah. I, I agree with that. So, so and people love John Wick, man. Like it's like yeah. wow. Like yeah, John Wick is dope. Yeah, overall, hundred percent. So you know. Fortnite. Yeah. And it's supposed to make some spinoffs too, yeah, like based off like the um based off I think the hotel is supposed to get a spinoff about the hotel itself. And really? then like yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever I forget the name of the hotel, but uh about the hotel itself and, and all the killers who come in and out and stuff like that. So that could be a TV series on HBO or something like I that. I think it is supposed to be a TV series, but I'm switching. So that's what I'm talking about. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that would be great. And then, uh, then like a background on the um, the ballerinas, whatever they do, whatever, like that lady and all her people and what they do, something like that. I heard too. So, yeah, that'd be really good. You know, you know what'd be cool is I'm not sure how deep you guys are in this, but um, it reminds me of I'm a big fan of it, but um, The Purge. So, The Purge had that one movie, then they had another movie, and then they had another movie, and then they had a series, and then they're coming out with another movie. And the season, the series had two seasons already. And it's pretty cool. What they did was they was able to make the the series uh, followed. Uh, so they made one movie called The First Purge, right? So they uh, did a prequel. Oh, that out. was bad. Go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, I liked it. So they showed how it first started. And then they went to the series and actually continued of like you watching a series in the world of The Purge. And then the second season went as what if people was breaking the rules and killing people and not on Purge night? It's pretty it's pretty interesting. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I thought that movie was just a little black exploitation a little bit, but that's not a hit or there. I just didn't like that first person. No, so. hmm. But yeah, I agree. They can keep, you know, in this day and age, people people like, um, they, they don't need uh, connective tissue, you know, as much. Right. They'll just keep watching movies and stuff like that. And like like Fast and Furious is bringing Han back, right? Han died four movies ago, but right. now they're bringing him back and everybody's excited about it. So. Right. It's just like they yeah. just want to go spin. So. And let's be clear, Keanu Reeves is at an all-time high right now. His oh, stock yeah. is like Chloe said, being in Fortnite, man, like my nephew, when he was like, Oh, I'm using, I'm like, you do realize you're not doing nothing different, it's just a character. What? Like, all right, calm down. So are you gonna so are you gonna buy Bill and Ted on VOD when it comes out in December fourth? Yeah, not me, but <laughs> okay. I don't really I don't buy movies, first of all. Um I've I, I stopped buying movies a long time ago. I only own a couple movies because my wife bought me that Godzilla and she bought me Ninja Turtles for my Well, I mean, I mean what, what, what will you rent it? I'm saying on VOD. Um when it comes out next month. Yeah, yeah, I might rent it. Yeah, I mean I seen I seen I, I kind you kinda have to, right? For me. Like I gotta see the new Bill and Ted. Okay. Yeah, I never saw the first, certainly not seeing the second. So it's the third. First, second, third. I never even heard of it until just now, so I'm not really. <laughs> what? Yeah, never, yeah, never oh, heard of it. Strange, but I could get you. And again, it depends on again what you. So I look at my life, right? So obviously, we know I was married three times. I got kids, right? So when stuff happens, I have to ask myself, what was I doing in my life at that time, right? Like, there's me and Mike go back and forth about wrestling, but I missed a lot of good stuff in wrestling, right? So because it depends on what was going on in my life. So it all depends on what Josh was, whether he, you know, whatever Josh was doing. I mean, because Bill and Ted is kind of old. So it depends uh, on how old he was. 19, like, 1989, I was in diapers. 
Right, right. <laughs> your parent, like, is, you know, your parents allowing you to watch that. So it all depends. You know, we can't always get, be like, you ain't never see that. It just depends on why didn't you see it? You know? Yeah. It was like yeah. one of those like Wayne's World. Did you watch Wayne's World? I did. Uh, I did. yes. So it was like that. Like I used yeah. to get them mixed up. Yeah, like I can see same. that. Right. And I get that. But that's not really my demographic. I think uh, Wayne's World was enough of that genre of content for Josh in his life. I agree, Josh. It's definitely not your demographic right now. It's not you. So. And I don't think Josh has a demographic. It, it has time travel, right? Didn't they time travel? It does. It it's does like, have time travel. Yeah, it's had the fumbles. I feel like that's why they made Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of similar, to be honest with you. So, yeah, another uh, movie. Non-Josh demographic. Thank you, Miguel. There we right, go. Right. And our last bit of news here is that Patty Jenkins, the director of the fabulous Wonder Woman film, is apparently leaving after the third, which for Miguel and I, I think for people who like behind the scenes things, I have a feeling that that might have to do with the direction that they're going in and perhaps Patty and her creative brilliance doesn't actually want to stick around for any more, personally. I think for her, and as you know, Josh, with some directors, they see their story as a trilogy, similar to Christopher Nolan mm -hmm. with the Batman, with the Dark Knight series. So anything after that, they feel like they would just be doing it for like, you know, money or whatever, but they want to complete their story they can't of course stop the studio from making more movies but they can always say my story was complete um zach snyder his superman trilogy which is why the snyder cut is coming out the um the justice league was supposed to be the completion of his trilogy for mm -hmm. superman so that's part of the reason why that's coming out um so I, and, and, and as zach snyder says he's not using anything that he didn't shoot when it comes out so i think that um it's the same thing for her now. I do hear that they're supposed to explore more of uh, La Mascara and like the fourth movie, you know, where she's from and all that, all that good stuff, which I think will be dope because I think that was probably the best parts of the Wonder Woman movie. But and I will be sad to see Patty leave because she did such a great job. But I do understand it creatively why she will leave after three movies. Right. I just thought as an asset, Warners would want to wrap her up the same way they did with Nolan. So she could be aligned to do a Justice League type movie in the future. That That's just my thinking with that. The same way that Snyder did as well. Right. Yeah, I can see that wrap her up for other movies. But I think she would never do this again, because like I said, it's kind of like because they, they could they couldn't pay Nolan to do another Batman movie. Because it's like, no, I'm done. That's my that's my thing. So I think that's that's how she feels about it. Yeah. And I think uh, Nolan's going to be too busy. Uh, Re, uh, revitalizing James Bond. Can't wait for that. We'll see. <laughs> Tony, what's on this? Um, yeah, you know me. I'm not the behind the scenes. I didn't. When Josh was like, um, because of what's going on, I don't even know what he's alluding to. If you want to throw context on it, but uh, yeah, I mean, Wonder Woman. The first one was good. I think we're getting way out there because we didn't see part two yet. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, I don't always look at it as oh, that movie was great. I'm a particular guy, right? Like, I like movies that people don't like often. Like, he said he hated The Purge, um, the first Purge. I, I'm in the whole Purge series, so it was okay. It was good for me. You know, I love that context they added that I didn't know and I wanted, I visually got to see, right? So, 
Um, I don't know, like, let's say one director leave and the next one come on. I don't follow it that deep because I feel like I might prejudge the movie based off of me liking someone else's work. So I don't know. I mean, I have to actually experience and see the movie and be like, that was good. And if it's bad, I'm like, man, I wonder why it's bad. And then one of you guys be like, yo, you know why it's bad? The director left. I'm like, oh, man, that really shows. But some, some you, you might be like, oh, man, the director left. And I'm like, what? This was the best one. So, um I guess I can't toss my hat in this conversation because I'm a weird, I'm, you know. Yeah, I think um, that uh, anytime movies have sequels or trilogies or the next movie, I think unfairly they're based off of its predecessor, whether it's the movie itself or the director or the actors sometimes or whatever. And it's um, it's like, like, you know, going back into black culture, like people who don't like, uh, let's say next Friday, they don't like it because they like Chris Tucker and Friday. So they right. were mad at first when Mike Epps was in next Friday. You know what I'm saying? Even though if he's watched next Friday, it's funny by itself. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's always judged by its predecessors. But I'm not even looking at judging it this one. I just think that she wants to do her third, her trilogy that she's planned out and then they'll move on. So I think, you know, either way, it'll be fine. Um, I think she will be missed, like I said. And, and, and it's the thing about Tony, the um, uh the kind of rapport, like you see right here with Patty Jenkins and um, and Wonder Woman. And sometimes those new actors don't get that with the new directors. And that sometimes affects it as well. But that's just a whole other thing. Yeah, I think uh, here, here's what I will say about that is I, oft, I always wonder about that, right? So I feel like if you're an actor and your job is to act, then it's, it was, it's, it's weird to me when I hear the per- behind the scenes, they was beefing with whoever. So now the movie wasn't good. I'm like, if you your job was to act out that character, I don't get why your personal issues, um, why you sorry, why you would I, I, you're human, but why you would allow right your personal issues to be shown on screen. So sometimes I feel like I don't I couldn't feel when I watched the character like they had beef with somebody behind the scene, right? But when so when I think of the movie wasn't good, I don't think of oh I wonder was things not working out. I think of the movie wasn't good because maybe it wasn't directed properly. The movie wasn't good because you know the scenes was bad. I feel like it's weird when we throw in like oh that movie was bad because behind the scenes nobody liked each other. It's like oh, really that made the movie bad? Like that doesn't even make sense to me, you know? Because I was just you watch Entourage <laughs> again, <laughs> and you'll, start, you'll see some things about that. But you should watch Entourage too, Chloe, if you haven't seen it. Also, by the way. I haven't seen Entourage. Yeah, do another one. Yeah. Did you? I guess you don't. Uh, did, did you? Do you like Wonder Woman, Chloe? Yeah. I mean, she. I. I'm not like, ooh, Wonder Woman. It's just like wait, 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 wait. You like Harley Bear's Catwoman more do you like Wonder Woman? <laughs> I don't remember the whole movie about Catwoman. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, oh, but okay. I was like, wow, Halle Berry looks dope. And I wanna be like, you know, when you're a kid, you you know, you pretend to be certain characters and I was like, Oh, I wanna be Catwoman or like, oh, I wanna be Storm. Cause you know, yeah. I never was like, Oh my gosh, I wanna be Wonder Woman. I mean, I wanted to be the Pink Ranger, but not Wonder Woman. Like, I don't know. She's cool. (laughs) Kind of like, to me, she's kind of like Captain America, where it's just like this all-American, let me wear the flag. I don't know. I just wasn't really into her. But she's pretty. Mm -hmm. She's cool, I guess. I'm going to go see it. 
Jackson, you, you have any thoughts on Patty Jenkins? You did the same thing. Yeah. No, I, I started the conversation. Oh, you did. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, and then uh, one last bit. I'm curious to see how this actually does after Comic Con bombed. Excuse me, after Comic Con at home bombed, DC is doing their essentially their own version of DC fandom, right? And they're gonna have a, I guess, a whole panel of people. I actually saw another poster that had Margot Robbie as part of it as well. Not not this one, but I'll be curious to see if it does well at all. I know they're going to be dropping some Justice League trailers and whatnot, so we'll see. And apparently the Mandalorian Season 2 trailer is supposed to upstage this event, so I'm excited about that as well. They're going to well, have a Comic-Con at home? We already had a Comic-Con at home. This is a fandom at home, yeah. Oh, I totally missed that one. I didn't realize oh, no, you know what? We talked about the Comic-Con at home last week when you were not on yet, actually. Early uh, week right. Yeah. So they had a Comic-Con at home last uh, few weeks ago because, you know, uh, the pandemic and stuff like that. And apparently it, like, bombed or something like that. Like, didn't get as many people talking about it or, or, or watching it as, like, the normal Comic-Con would. Yeah, I didn't, um, even, I didn't hear of it. Wow. Right, right. You're a fan. And uh, and we talked about, you know, how, you know, why that was. And I guess because of, I mean, you know, just like this, we, we can take it all the way forward. I think, again, that in-person experience can't be duplicated with something like Comic-Con or, or DC Fandom or X-23 right. or even the, um, what's the, the EA one, I guess, or the ones for, for, for the games, stuff like E3. that. Same thing. Yeah, E3, E3, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. What do you think, Tony? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty much those events hype you up, right? So you hear people talking about it. Like, remember, the girl Jasmine used to work at our job, or she still worked at the job you work at, but she will go to them and take pictures. And like right. that just, uh, Comic-Con is an event that you just, you hear of, you see these pictures, you, you feel the vibe, the energy, you see big crowds walking around. That's part of it. Like when I think of it, you know, so being something that they show on TV is a little strange, but E3, I mean, I never been to an E3, but when I watch E3, I'm still watching thousands of people sitting in the audience uh, when they show a video game trailer and everybody's like, <gasps> you know, so I guess, yeah, it's, it's an experience that you, you even you're watching other people uh, ex experiences, but you're getting your experience through those other people. So, yeah, I guess it is. Um, I don't mean I didn't see it. So, but I feel like, yeah, it would be strange, but the world we're in now, everything's strange and every certain new things are becoming normal. And so it's such an uncharted time right now. Um, but yeah, the, the Comic-Con and stuff like this, the, the shame of it all. Hey, go ahead. Go ahead, Chloe. How did, well, how did they stream this? Like what platform was Comic-Con on? Uh, Josh, was it on Zoom or something like that? Uh, I thought it would be on YouTube, something like that. Well, no, you, okay. you still had so to, my I mean, I think you still had to pay for it, though, right? I think it still was like you had to get an exclusive ticket some kind of way. So oh, we know. Yeah. But go ahead, Chloe. My thoughts are if, and how many people showed up to this thing, the Comic-Con? Uh, I'm not exactly sure, but it wasn't wasn't really i mean they went by the social media impressions so it didn't it really had anything less than or anything more than like a hundred thousand people talking about it as opposed to okay. millions so my, thought, 
So my thoughts are, if they would just change the marketing to something like the Versus, because Versus gets a lot of people in there, right? So it's possible for them to acquire a large audience online, virtually, rather than such a huge fan base. But I think that their approach was wrong. I didn't hear the marketing stuff because I heard nothing of even word of mouth. And, yeah. you know, Comic-Con's one of those things here about word of mouth. Um, and then I think streaming-wise, they need to do something like free where they're getting, you know, the versus model. Because if they were to no, do something was- on Instagram Live or something like that, but no, apparently it was it was free, but it wasn't on, it wasn't on Instagram. Yeah, so that's maybe the issue. Well, that's the problem. Like, if they do this fandom thing on Instagram Live and have it basically run exactly how it ran or runs where it's like word of mouth, um, they have like all the celebrities. Like, maybe they have some type of entertainment facet where they're like acting in real life or something. I think they garnish enough people because versus does and i'm pretty sure there's more fans in the dc world than you know Snoop dog and king and uh what's his name nelly yeah um from from, from, from yeah. what i'm reading yeah. it looks like I the biggest issue with it was that the biggest issue was that a lot of the people who are in these movies didn't come to the panels to watch it. So maybe they can, in the future, if it's going to be that way at home, make it contractually so it's in their contract they have to do it. Because a lot of them refuse to do it at home, I guess. So a lot of people didn't kind of watch it. So I think that might have been part of the um, part of the issue from what, from what I'm reading. So. Right. And here's the, uh, a promo clip for it. So they're, they are bringing out the big guns as well. You know what's funny about that? Not to be funny, but I feel like the DC universe is so like not performing great. I feel like we're all who are all those people? Because who do they care about but so much in for the DC universe? So I'm like, what? Mm, I mean, that's true. I guess they did have The Rock. The Rock was part of that panel. You have Margot Robbie, you have Zack Snyder. So I'm sure he'll be talking about the Snyder cut, things like that. So in terms of I guess specific projects. I think that'll garner the most attention. I guess yeah. The Rock ain't doing nothing yet, so I mean, you know. I don't think um, the Mandalorian will take away from it, though. I mean, that was going to drop anyway. It comes out in two months, so I don't think the the trailer for that will take away from it at all. In, in my thing, so yeah, it's a two minute trailer. I mean, I can't take away from it really. So. Yeah, I think everybody have their own is fans of certain things. So I feel like you're gonna if you're that big of a fan of something, you're gonna follow it out. You know. So. But to your point, original point, Tony, I do think even at like because of the whole getting dressed up part and being with people, I feel like, you know, uh, it probably can get better at home. if They got to do it every year, but it won't get as big as it was like, you know, right there and stuff like that. So it's just a different. It, it's something about people coming together. It's like, for instance, if you go to the club and it's like 30 people in there and it's all empty, 
it just don't have that feeling. You if you call your boy like, yo, I'm about to come, like, bro, don't even come, man. It ain't nobody in here. Like, all right, you saved me the trip. But if you're like, yo, it's packed, it's like it's a certain atmosphere when it's you know talked about. It's a huge thing. You got massive people. It's a feeling. It's something you can't reduplicate with you know not that many people. You know, but, I again, but over time, maybe like to your point, maybe over time. But not right Maybe now. Maybe over time. But the way they had it before, you literally had, I think you had to get on the, uh, for the San Diego one, you had to like get on a list and get chosen to even get a hotel in San Diego during that week. So it's yeah. like crazy how big it got. And, and I'm sad myself that I always wanted to go and yeah. I never did. And now I might never get to go again a lot. You know what I mean? So it's just a. No, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I got a bunch of friends that went to Comic Cons and I never did. And I, I should have went when I was invited a couple of times. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's kind of kind of makes you think about you know this life in general, like do things while it's available. But that's a whole other thing. I want to save that for the next show that we're doing. But uh, that it, Josh. Yeah, that's it. And thanks for joining us once again, guys. Appreciate it. Always, bro. Always, gotcha. And guys, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Definitely. Yeah, we're all, wait, 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 wait. We're about to do a big Mike and little Ant show. Just want to plug that real quick. So put that on there. Well, what are you guys gonna talk about? Uh, I'll get the agenda real quick, Tony. Let's see. Meanwhile, though, I do want to say Tony and I also watched Ready Player One, which is in this space we're talking about now, yep. over the weekend, and we did a review for my friend Chris's show called Brews with the Crew yesterday. So I don't know if you or Chloe seen Ready Player One, but um, I would definitely suggest you know watching that movie. Yeah, me too. If you're a gamer, it's like it's kind of like a, a, a movie you kind of got to see. Did you see it, Josh? No, nah, not really my thing, but I, I get the premise from the trailer. It's not your thing, really? You're a gamer. I'm surprised. Okay. Nah, yeah. uh, not really. Okay. Well, uh, just a couple things we're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about um, uh, uh, some of the stuff going on with the, the pandemic. Yep. Um, will schools open or not? And if so, how do how you think it will affect our kids or our parents on our show? We're gonna do a little uh, question. Uh, what celebrity have you always wanted to meet, and what would you say to them if you met them? Um, and a couple other things. So I'll, I'll yeah. say, you know, yeah. this kind of piece and whatnot. So that's it. So please watch, Chloe, Josh, when it comes out. When is it dropping? What day? Um, it'll be out later on tonight. Oh, so it, should be, it should be available tomorrow. Start the week off with Big Mike, Little Ant, episode 12. 12? Okay. 12. Yep. Yep. And then afterwards, uh, watch the full episode of Food for the Culture, episode 7. Oh, tonight. Right. You're right. It comes out also tonight. Yes. But uh, I don't know if you noticed, but it's been out on a podcast already. And I already broke it up and released it per section. I did. Yeah, I did. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys. Go ahead, Josh. Wrap it up. Well, yeah. All right, guys. Talk to you soon and enjoy your Sunday. All right. Cool. All right. Later. Bye.